I mean, this, you know, this, this may be a bit crude, but I mean, I don't know no other way to say it. Uh, I want to talk about um, booty calls. Somebody said that's powerful. Feelings buried alive never die. Wow, that's powerful. I'm going to hear that again. Feelings buried alive never die. So you have to locate your trauma. You know, I was sharing with you all some time ago. Y'all don't mind if I just kind of like talk tonight. I just, I just feel like talking to you. Um, I was on a stage and I was teaching. It was a father-daughter talk meeting. A lot of people there, man place packed and I'm on the stage and I'm teaching and I'm sharing you know some of my testimony of my life and then the Holy Spirit while I was sharing some of my testimony of how I you know how how I was a womanizer the Holy Spirit brought me back to when I was a very young boy and it was older women that introduced me to sex which perverted my mind brought me, you know, leap years ahead of where I should have been, and it made me a little terror. And while I was standing on that stage, I was telling that story, and the Holy Spirit said to me, he said, that was sexual abuse. I had never thought of myself as as a sexual abuse victim, you know, in the hood where I from the earlier you get to, you know, getting involved, man, they told me I was the man, you the man, you're the man. I didn't realize that all of the issues in my life were from a moment in my life where I was actually traumatized and didn't realize that I was traumatized. The world that made me believe that my trauma was a badge of honor and that's what led to me being a, what, 15-year-old father, led to me being a womanizing young man and having all of these issues in my life until I got a revelation of my paradigms and located my trauma, my weaknesses, and I invested myself into building me up. And the first step to building you up is accepting that this is my truth and not caring what anybody else thinks about it. You don't have to be shamed anymore about having multiple children by multiple men. The world puts that kind of, uh, you know, guilt yoke upon you. That's your history. You can't control what you did when you didn't know better, but you can absolutely control what you do moving forward. But as long as you live in that trauma and you fail to address it, acknowledge it, it's like the sister said, it's buried alive and it'll never die. You gotta, you gotta dig that thing up. 
You got to bring it to the surface and you got to finally execute it. If you're going to step into your destiny and move away from the pain and the stigma of, of your past and all, of, you know, I know, I know, I know you, you people did this to you. You went through that. You know, you, you, you experienced this in the world, even even when 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 I was going to say women, but anybody when people get raped now, if a, if, a, if a young man gets raped, if a woman gets raped, the system almost makes you feel like. There's something you did or something wrong with you. So while you're a victim, you're victimized again. You got to get to a place where you locate your trauma. You're able to say you're able to have that revelation like I had. Okay, this is where this stuff stemmed from. This is where this is where it went off track for me. And see, now. Holy Spirit will reveal it to you. But by the time you get to your counselor, your therapist, you'll be three or four steps ahead and they'll know exactly how to start dealing with you. But this is all a part of what? Connecting with yourself. This is why I say to y'all, listen to what I'm saying. Y'all are sending me all these messages about relationships. Most of y'all ain't, ain't ready for no relationship. You need a relationship with you. You don't even know you yet. You're not comfortable with you. What makes you think that you're in a position that someone else is going to be able to fit into your life when you're not comfortable with your real life? You're living in this fantasy world you've created. You know, full of labels and your closet and, and brands and titles and overachievement. You know what I'm saying? Some of y'all working all of these jobs and trying to make more and more and more money. And the more you make, the more you got, the less happy you are. It's because none of that stuff is going to be able to fulfill you. Fulfillment is only going to come from your relationship with God. And out of that relationship with God, your relationship with yourself, the good, the bad and the ugly. It's not until you can sit up in your house, look in a camera, thousands of people watching Tens of thousands will eventually watch possibly hundreds of thousands, maybe a million. And you can say, this is my truth. Good, bad, ugly. And I don't care what y'all think about it. I'm moving forward. That's my history. Watch me. I'm going to show you my destiny. You can't make that move, though, babe, until you locate your own trauma. There, There are a lot of you all that are absolutely traumatized. You know, I don't, I don't, I do not judge people's behavior. I don't judge people by their behavior all the time. Most people look at what you do and they say, okay, this is what you are. I don't do that. Maybe it's the pastor in me. I look at what people do, especially when their behavior is dysfunctional, belligerent or whatever. I look at people's behavior and then I begin to pray for the Holy Spirit to give me a revelation. of the root. I'm praying for God to give me a revelation of the root because I don't want to judge you and I'm not even really getting a manifestation of the real you. I'm just getting the reflection of the pain that's down on the inside that you have never addressed. You've never addressed. Okay, 
Okay, now let's 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 lighten up a little bit. I know that was deep. Somebody just breathe, 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 breathe. This is kind of sort of like a Mordecai mission type thing. This is the kind of stuff we do in a healing. Number three. Number one, we said you need to pray for a revelation of your paradigms. That's your underlying thought system, your subconscious thought system that's running your life and you don't even realize it. Number two, we said you have to locate your weaknesses or your trauma and then invest yourself into building yourself up in that area. I was I think I was starting to say when you you know, people have women have a a father wound and their self-esteem is empty. Now that now that woman has to learn how to speak into her own spirit, write notes, put on on the mirror to remind her of who she is, develop mantras to build herself up, to overcome. Now, number three, this all of this is in all of this is in connecting with you and eliminating the stuff that keeps you separated from yourself. Number three, analyze your circle for an indirect self-portrait. Analyze your circle, the people that you call your BFFs that you run with all the time. Analyze your circle for a portrait, for an indirect portrait of yourself. Because when you get through looking inwardly and you you get to really dealing with your issues, what's going to happen is, listen to this very carefully, listen to this very carefully. What's going to happen is when you get whole and healed on the inside, your eyes change. And so now when you when you come, when you open your eyes up again and you look back into your world, now you see things differently. And so sometimes you have to look at the company you keep because sometimes the greatest reflection of your own issues lies in the broken or the toxic character of the people you tolerate. See when 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 I was when I was a little uh homonger, that's that's the old Baptist church word for it. When I was a little homonger, I had homonger friends. All of us was just, you know, all of us just running women. And we all hung out together and there was no issue. When I got delivered from that and God brought my consciousness to a brand new level, and I realized I was a king and I had a vision, I had purpose in front of me, and it was about more than jumping in and out of beds with women. Well, my circle changed. Because when I went back and I start looking at my circle, I said, my God, I've been running with clowns like this. Am I a clown? I must be a clown because only a clown could tolerate this kind of buffoonery. And so overnight, I'm by myself. I had a lot of friends and I don't have any. And frankly, if I got to have the ones I had, I don't want any. When I start doing an analysis of my circle, I realized I saw even more so the brokenness of my own heart. 
There's no way in the world a whole healed man could tolerate that kind of buffoonery. Now, let me ask you something. When you look at your so-called girlfriends, if you were to put your girl, don't do it now. If you were to put your girlfriend's uh, Instagram handles up here today, All this kind of thing here, just taking all these pictures of, of the, the rear end. What is the purpose of that? I, I, I don't get it. I mean, y'all do it all the time, but I don't get it. I mean, I try not to dress it. I know some things women should talk about amongst themselves. I just don't understand why you got a perfectly good face and you're trying to take a picture. Okay. But what would we see? If we saw your circle, does your circle, the quality of your circle, does it represent who you really are? Because the people that you can tolerate on a daily basis is a reflection of what's really going on in your soul. So if you got girlfriends that that got side dudes, if you got girlfriends that's cheating on their husband and you can tolerate that kind of stuff every day. I think it's a signal that there's something yet broken in you, because when you get whole. mm -mm. Now, the Bible says in Amos three and three. The Bible says, uh, can two walk together except they be agreed? You know how if if, I'm sitting up here talking to y'all, if if y'all saw a pimp come through the door, come on down the hallway and start coming back here sliding. Hey, what's up, Ram? What's up, Ram? What's up, Ram? With a pinky ring and a, and a pink hat with a red feather and a, a purple crushed velvet suit and a big old, um, you know, tuxedo shirt and, and, and three prostitutes behind him walking in here talking about, what's up, Reb? Can two walk together except they be agreed? If you got good sense, you know what you're going to do? You're going to unsubscribe to me and you're going to block me on everything because now there's no way in the world this dude can really be a preacher and and teaching all this stuff he's teaching and got a pimp with prostitutes walking up in his house all willy nilly. Can two walk together except they be agreed? So let me ask you something. Are you in agreement with your present circle? See, you tolerate these circles these inferior circles, because your broken consciousness does not allow you to envision being alone. You're not ready to be alone. You're scared to be alone because you're not whole. When you become whole, you don't care nothing about being alone. It's not, a, it's not about just having somebody to fill a space in your life. It's about quality Input. If somebody cannot add to your life, it's better for you to be alone because you're never alone. You and God always rocking. Have you ever noticed every time you have a crisis, they, 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 they jump ship? God always got you. You got to analyze your circle for an indirect self-portrait. Now, I said I had four. I actually have six points. Number four. Now, let me give you this one. Let me give you this one. I told y'all I just won't talk to you tonight. I know it's long. I know it's long. 
I know it's long. Number four, all of this is in connecting with yourself, developing yourself, your relationship with yourself. Number four, divorce, divorce perfection for progress. Stop worrying about trying to be perfect. You know, that's one of the mistakes we made in the church. That's a major mistake we made in the church. When we talk about holiness, we, what we're really saying to people is be perfect. And the people that's preaching this stuff, be perfect or not perfect. Ain't no preacher perfect. Y'all got to stop deifying men. No preacher is perfect. No preacher is sinless. No preacher is without fault. No preacher is. None of us are perfect. You, so you got to you got to you got to unlearn all of this stuff that you you learned in the church that, you know, having a relationship with God and and and, and walking in holiness means being perfect. No, no. It means to be in a position where you're being perfected. And when the Bible uses the term perfect, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, it's talking about. Progress. It's t- Talking about maturity, growth, reference to God when the term perfect is used, is it talking about flawless perfection? No man is flawless. No man is perfect. So you have to now divorce this idea of perfection for progress. Now, let me let me shift to the to the to the woman again, because society has taught you that you need to be perfect to 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 maintain value. You got to uh, be a certain size. You got to be a certain age. You 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 got to have a certain attitude. You 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 can't have marks on. You know you can't make mistakes because if you make mistakes, your value goes down, and you're buying into that, and you're striving to be perfect. You got to divorce perfection for progress. See, I'm a I'm a better man today than I was, I guess, 30 years ago when God started this work in my life. You know? And, and I just constantly progressed. I I, I I didn't I didn't strive to be perfect because I knew I couldn't be perfect, but I just I kept striving to get better and I just kept getting better and I kept getting better and I'm still getting better. I'm still getting better. I'm still getting better. It's because I divorced perfection. I divorced perfection. And there are many of you that are on here right now. You have to divorce perfection for progress. It's not about crossing all of the T's and dotting all of the I's. No, no, no. You're going to miss it sometime. And that's not a license to do anything. You're not going to always get everything perfect. Some of you all beat yourselves up because you want to be the perfect mother. You want to be the perfect employee, the perfect employer, the perfect wife, the perfect church member, the perfect daughter, the perfect sister, the perfect friend. And you just got all of this weight on you. When really you just need to progress. In 1 John 8 through 10, he says, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, our imperfections, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins 
and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Now, uh, the thing about being married to perfection or the idea of perfection is that uh, it just kind of spins off into a false life where, where you're more concerned with impressions than you are improvements or reality. And if you're, if you're really going to get to know you, if you're really going to connect with you, you got to lose this idea of perfection because it's always going to separate you from your authenticity and you just need to marry yourself to progress. And watch this. Anybody that would come into your life and try to create a perfectionist standard should be eliminated from your life. Anybody that comes into your life and is promoting perfection. They want you to be perfect. You know they did not come from God. Now, number five, strategize your life in in manageable blocks. All of this is part of, you know, coming into connecting with yourself, coming into a relationship with yourself. Organize or strategize your life in manageable blocks. As you get, as you really come into um, an awareness of you, what has to happen is you got to start stripping yourself of all of these uh, external expectations that the world has put on you, that families put on you, that the church has put on you, that, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And organize or strategize your life for the first time in manageable blocks. If you look in Habakkuk uh, 2 and 2, it says, And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain up on tables that he may run that readeth it. What does he say? Write the vision. Write the vision and make it plain upon tables. Now, what, what does he mean by write the vision? What is, what, is the, what is the whole emphasis? What is the point of writing the vision? Okay, somebody said, can you give an example? I'm about to use this text to give you an example. I'm just trying to make certain that y'all, y'all can hear me. Am I still good? Can y'all hear me? I know my signal is, is rough. Y'all still there? Can you hear me? Okay. When he says write the vision, what he's suggesting here is any written vision is a strategy. Strategize your life intentionally. And then he says, make it plain upon tables, plural, tablets, you know, papers, you know, plural, meaning what? Your vision should be strategized in small, manageable blocks. You figure out where you're going as an individual, and then you begin to write the vision in, in segments. 
And then you begin to run with it. And then finally, then finally, you're going to have to have, this is number six, you're going to have to have a daily conversation with yourself to establish, to intentionally establish. The scripture was a Beckett two and two. Write the vision. And Lord answered, me, Lord answered me and said, write the vision, make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. Number six, finally, you're going to have to have a daily conversation with yourself to establish your daily energy. In other words, you're going to have to talk to yourself on a daily basis to make certain that there's a congruency between, there's a synergy between what you're doing, what you're thinking, and who you are. Who you are, what you're thinking, and what you're doing should always synergize. The day you wake up and you realize that what you're thinking does not represent who you are and does not end in you doing what serves your authenticity, you then know I got to stop and I have to what? Recalibrate, realign. There you go. Alignment. I have to realign and watch this. This will be a lifelong process because the world will constantly work to throw a monkey wrench in the functionality of your authentic self. And so there will be days that your attitude is not going to be in alignment with who you are. And before you leave your house, you have to synchronize your attitude with who you are. The thoughts you're thinking are not going to be lined up with who you know you are, who God or what God calls you. And so before you leave your house or before you impact anybody else's life, you align your thoughts, you align your attitude, and then your function or your behavior, your behavior follows. You can't behave authentically until you are authentic. There are days that, you know, I have different emotions and I, I you know, I have this conversation with myself. I said, well, now, does this emotion represent who you are? No. These thoughts that you're thinking, some days I'm angry about things. Does that represent? No. So before I ever pollute my world with that, I have this internal conversation and I make these internal adjustments and I establish my daily energy so that I can be what? Consistent. One of the benefits of being authentic is that, that's not the word, when you are, well, I don't have a sophisticated way of saying it, when you just fake because you're trying to cover up all of this stuff that you refuse to deal with, you're never consistent. You're never consistent. But when you really get authentic, when you really get real with you, to thine own self be true, when you are really true with you, you can always be authentic in your life, no matter what's going on.
but you got to have these daily conversations with you to establish your day. See, you ought to be the, you ought to be the, the Bible says, puts it this way. I don't know exactly what the scripture is. If you judge yourself, you have no need that anybody else should judge you. If you have the conversation with yourself, and if you condemn your thoughts or your actions or your attitude within yourself, you don't have a need for anybody externally to con- or to, to judge you or to condemn you. When you become, when you develop the, when you develop this internal policing system that you don't need anybody from the outside or any anything externally to reach back into your life and to correct you. But you can have these conversations and you can you can recenter yourself, realign yourself with authenticity. Now you can embrace the world consistently. Because anything that is authentic is consistent. So that's that's what was on my heart tonight. I hope you all got something out of it. Hope you got some. I apologize for the. Internet, I really don't know what's going on with it. Lisa's going to call somebody. We're going to have to figure this out. If it, per, if it continues, I'll just start recording these messages and just uploading them for you. But I kind of like watching, even though I can't read your stuff, I kind of like being in the room with you and watching your stuff roll up live. I really do. So that's why you haven't seen me recording a lot lately. I, I prefer doing it live with you. Hope everybody's doing good tonight. Um, hopefully you got something out of, uh, my little message tonight. I want to really thank you all, uh, for sowing into my life tonight. That is so humbling. You did not have to do it. And I'm so grateful that you, that you love me enough and that you, uh, find value in what I do. It really, really, really does mean the world. I need you all to share, um, you know, invite people to come and join this channel. I think I really believe that the necessity for this message is is really becoming more uh, apparent because we have we have we have broken generations of men and women and somebody has to speak to it and bring healing. Now, don't forget to go by my website, rcblakes.com. Y'all keep talking about I'm clean. Y'all like my little. uh, What is this? My little. uh, What's this stuff called? I forget what it's called, but it's a it's a fabric that we we're famous for here in New Orleans. It's very cool and it's hot like it, you know, New Orleans gets. But I want you to go to my uh, website, rcblakes.com. If you've not signed up for my mailing list, do it tonight. Do it tonight. And uh, of course, my online programs are still on sale. They're still on sale. And um, check them out. And of course, when you go to Amazon, check out all of my books. And if you've purchased any of my books from Amazon, I'd love for you to go back and uh, leave me a review. <laughs> Unless you got something negative to say, then don't worry about it. If you got something good to say, go back and, and, and leave a review on my books. Um, those of you that may need counseling, because this kind of message does stir up some things, you will find in the description a link for BetterHelp Counseling, which is a counseling agency that we've partnered with. And um, we we recommend them. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. You can email, you can text, you can do it on the computer. You know, it's, it's a wonderful process that they have. And if you use the link in the description, it'll afford you 10% off of the cost of that counseling. And then they in turn will sow a seed 
um, back into the min- into the ministry. So I love you all. I thank God for you. I don't know if Lisa's on here tonight. Um, yeah, but remember again, you see these little comments in here, or you see somebody look. If I have something I want to say to you, I may ask you, well, what is your email address? And then I'll, I'll do that from Pastor R.C. Blakes uh, at gmail.com. So when you see that, that's a little con man. Do not send anybody any money. You know, I got somebody's going to figure out how to just, I don't know how they do it, but they got my image and it's like, it, it looks like it's me. It's not me. I do not do that. So I love you all. Uh, I want to give, how can I, if you go to rcblakes.com, you can give there. Um, I had a cash app, but something went awry with my cash app and they shut my cash. <laughs> they shut the preacher cash app down. So I'm, I don't, I don't like nothing that's unstable like that. Um, I don't like anything that's unstable like that. So I'm trying to find a, another means of doing this. But if you go to rcblakes.com and go to donate, you can do it there. Um, if you're trying to give to the church, um, you can go to comehometonewhome.org and you can give to the church that way. I also have a Venmo if you want. If it's for, if it's something you want to give to me, I have a Venmo. Uh, I think it's R.C. Blake's Jr. Y'all know it when you see it. You'll see my picture there. So I love you all. Thank God for you. Do Venmo application. I do have a Venmo. I do have a Venmo. I guess y'all can see I'm not astute at all of this stuff. Y'all, y'all pushing me into new realms. Thank you all. You all are the blessing to me. Now, I, I got 1,400 people still in here, and I got 715 likes. What y'all think about it? That mean only half of the people got something out of what I was talking about tonight? Is that what that mean? Just half of y'all got anything out of what I was saying tonight? I need y'all to hit the hit the like thing, help this thing to trend. When you hit that like button, it, it does something in the algorithm. It makes, this message needs to trend. With all of this trash we got out here today, this message needs to be in the mix. So I love you all. God bless you. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, just know I... I appreciate you. I was looking to see if I could find my wife. I don't see her. I don't like it when I can't see my wife. You know, that, no, that's not her. All right, I got to go. I love y'all. I want you to have a great night. I appreciate you with all of my heart. You, Zell. Okay, somebody. That must be my wife. You, Zell, if you can go, if you can, through your bank pass. You know, you the, you the second or third person that told me that. Alisa's got to get my Zelle information together for me. That's true. Straight to the bank. All of this other stuff here is too much sometimes. I love you all. God bless you. Have a great night. Hope you got something out of this tonight. Thank you for listening today. If you would like more information or for other resources, please visit us on the web at rcblakes.com.